Section 89 of China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nemo. The World's Story, Volume 1. China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 89. The Japanese Storyteller by Sir Edwin Arnold. The Hanashika, or Storyteller of Japan, is a highly popular personage in town and country, who, possessing a good voice and tuneful ear, and being primed full of the legends and records which best suit native taste, gives his primitive but very alluring entertainments in one spot after another, as he trudges along the Tokiado or any other main road of the empire. The general place for the performances is a large upper room over the principal shop of the village street. In front of the entrance will be planted bamboo flagstaffs with dark blue banners laced vertically to them, bearing the name of the performer and perhaps the titles of some of the tales or songs which he proposes to offer. During the day, an assistant will perambulate the village beating a drum and blowing a horn, after which he proclaims at every corner the eminent gifts of his sensei and invites the public to be present. At evening, you go with the crowd, dropping off shoes or slippers at the foot of the polished ladder leading to the yose, as the hall of entertainment is called. You may enter for the modest price of four sen, or two pence, after which, if desirous to be ranked with a quality, an additional payment of ten sen, or five pence, will give you a right to the very best situation upon the mats, and to a cushion on the floor, as well as a tobacco box and teapot with perhaps a fan. The narrator sits cross-legged before a low desk, Tsukuye, holding in his left hand a fan or bamboo paper knife, with which he beats energetically upon his desk at the critical passages of his story. The company listen with the admirable patience and politeness of the race, and, if at all bored, smoke extra pipes and drink incessant tea. Generally, they are very much amused, and that too by the simplest stories, for the reciter intersperses his prose with vivid gestures, snatches of singing, and ejaculations that wake up the sleepiest, while, if there be many children present, he will perhaps narrate one of the old fairy tales of Japan, which everybody loves, like this, which Mrs. James so well translated, of the fisher-boy who married the princess. The Fisher-Boy, Urashima Long ago there lived, on the coast of the Sea of Japan, a young fisherman named Urashima, a kindly lad and clever with his net and line. One day, he went out in his boat to fish. 
but instead of catching any fish he caught a big tortoise with a hard shell a wrinkled ugly face and a foolish tail tortoises always live a thousand years at least japanese tortoises do so urashima thought to himself a fish would do for my dinner just as well as this tortoise in point of fact better why should i kill the poor thing and prevent it from enjoying itself for another nine hundred and ninety-nine years no no i won't be so cruel and with these words he threw the tortoise back into the sea the next incident that happened was that Hiroshima went to sleep in his boat for it was one of those hot summer days when the sea rocks its children to slumber and as he slept there came up from beneath the waves a beautiful girl who climbed into the boat and said i am the daughter of the sea god and i live with my father in the dragon palace beyond the waves it was not a tortoise that you caught just now and so kindly threw back into the water instead of killing it it was myself my father the sea god had sent me to see whether you were good or bad in your inmost heart we now know that you are good and kind and do not like to do cruel things and so i have come to fetch you you shall marry me if you please and we will live happily together for a thousand years in the dragon palace beyond the deep blue sea so urashima took one oar and the sea god's daughter took the other and they rowed till at last they came to the dragon palace where the sea god lived and ruled as king over all the dragons and tortoises and crabs and fishes the walls of the palace were of coral the trees had emeralds for leaves and rubies for berries the fishes scales were of silver and the dragons tails of solid gold all the most beautiful glittering things that have ever been seen met together there and the liveliest imagination will never picture what this palace looked like it all belonged to Arashima. here they lived very happily for countless years wandering about every day among the beautiful trees with emerald leaves and ruby berries but one morning Arashima said to his wife i am quite happy with you delightful one still i want to go home and see my father and mother and brothers and sisters permit me to depart for a short time and by truth of my love i will soon be back again i don't like you to go said she i am very much afraid that something dreadful will happen however if you will go there is no help for it only you must take this box which will protect you on condition that you are very careful not to open it when you open it you will never be able to come back here so urashima promised to take great care of the box and not to open it on any account and then getting into his boat 
he rowed off and at last landed on the shore of his own country but much had happened while he had been away whither had his father's cottage gone what had become of the village where he used to live the mountains indeed were there as before but the trees on them had been cut down the little brook that ran close by his father's cottage was still running but there were no women washing clothes in it any more it seemed very strange that everything should have changed so much in three short years just then two men chanced to pass along the beach and arashima went up to them and said can you tell me if you please to what spot arashima's cottage which used to stand here has been moved arashima said they why it is four hundred years ago since he was drowned out fishing his parents and his brothers and their great-great-grandchildren are all dead long ago it is an old very old story how can you be so foolish as to ask after his cottage it fell to pieces hundreds of years ago then it suddenly flashed across urashima's mind that the sea god's palace beyond the waves with its coral walls and its ruby fruits and its dragons with tails of solid gold must be part of fairyland and that one day in that land was probably as long as a year in this world so that his swift years in the sea god's palace had really endured for hundreds of years of course there was no use in staying at home now that all his friends were dead and buried and even the village had passed away so rashima was in a great hurry to get back to his wife the dragon princess beyond the sea but which was the way he could not find it without anyone to show it to him perhaps thought he if i open the box which she gave me i shall be able to learn the road so he disobeyed her orders not to open the box or possibly he forgot them anyhow he opened the box and out of it came what here the fan of our storyteller would furiously beat the desk nothing but a white cloud which floated away over the sea Irashma shouted to the cloud to stop rushed about and screamed with sorrow for he remembered now what his wife had told him and how after opening the box he should never be able to go to the sea god's palace again but soon he could neither run nor shout any more suddenly his hair grew as white as snow his face got wrinkled and his back bent like that of a very old man then his breath stopped short and he fell down dead on the beach ah zanyen zanyen woe for urashima he died because he had been foolish and disobedient 
if only he had done as he was told he might have lived another thousand years if we could only go and see the dragon palace beyond the waves where the sea god lives and rules as king over the dragons and the tortoises and the fishes where the trees have emeralds for leaves and rubies for berries where the fishes tails are of silver and the dragon's tails all of solid gold never would we open that stupid box no end of section 89 this recording is in the public domain